Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. I uh, want to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. We've got lots of uh, texts coming in our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Momentarily, uh, we are going to go to... Uh, Brian Lawton, I lost the tweet. Where was it? Uh, I'll find it. I'll, you know what? I'll read it at 12.52. Uh, Brian Lawton is our headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. The Edmonton Oilers are 7-2-1 and one through 10 games. Ken Hitchcock won his first, uh, uh, in his first 10-game stint, won 7 as well. Some of you are nervous. We'll ask Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Should Oilers fans uh, be nervous, given the fact that they've been shut out here over the last couple of games? Uh, I don't think I'd be nervous, no. I mean, teams are going to go through stretches when they're up and down. Uh, I watched the game against Winnipeg in its entirety. My takeaway from that night was a little bit uh, worn down, a little bit ragged-looking team. Yep. From top player to, you know, bottom player on the team. They just looked a little bit tired. That happens to clubs. They've got to find ways to re-energize. This is nothing new for Dave Tippett and his staff. It's up to them to get them back on track. Yeah, they lacked juice last night in uh, in, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And let's not forget, the Jets had lost three straight games. And the Wild had started the year 2-6. and six. Like, you are playing another team that wants to impose their will on the game as well, Brian. Yeah, and, you know, as everybody knows, I was was talking to somebody this morning about analytics. They said, what's the best thing you've ever heard about analytics? I said, honestly, Scotty Bowman, my first year as GM in Tampa, we were sitting at a game watching. He looked at me and said, you know, Brian, you look nervous. Don't be nervous. Even a terrible team wins one in three. Well, keep that in mind with your competition, too. That's just the way the league is. And you're not going to win every game, no matter how good you think it's going. Other teams are going to rise up. They're going to have better nights. 
and the league is just a lot closer than you think. If you don't have your A game, you're in jeopardy of losing, no matter how good your team is. Connor McDavid has gone for the last five games without a point. He's still averaging a point per game during that five-game stretch. Uh, he's only ever had one other stretch where he didn't score a point in three games, and he's now on one of those right now. Um, I, I think we all know that uh, we're not that concerned about Connor given 100, 108, 116 points the last three years. But one of the things that is a concern, Brian Lawton, is the lack of secondary scoring. Uh, the Oilers' top six forwards have that uh, played last night have combined for exactly zero goals through the first ten games. Give me your take on that. Uh, I think it's still a work in progress. Not quite. Uh, I speak to Dave Tippett, as you know, pretty regularly, certainly weekly. Yep. And uh, it's an issue they're working on. Uh, they're trying different things tactically. It's not easy, um, but they do expect to get more out of the group that they have. It's it's not acceptable to them that they're not getting that secondary scoring, uh, and they just got to keep working on it. They don't have the answers, uh, but that's part of what an NHL season is. It's a work in progress. You just mentioned Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg was getting destroyed early on. By the time Edmonton rolled into town, uh, they had really changed their game. They didn't look anything like Winnipeg of last year. Paul Maurice had turned them into a high-flying team to being much more conservative. Why? Because that's the best chance to win. The Oilers are going to have to find ways to get some of that secondary scoring or they're not going to win consistently. I mean, you were a number one overall pick in the draft, so there was an expectation that you would provide offense uh, certainly early in your career. I don't know if there was necessarily always the case as your career went on. Do you, I mean, did, did, did bottom six guys, as a former player, do you think sometimes bottom six guys, you know, their focus is not getting scored on and, you know, scoring, I, I would think scoring is a, a game of confidence. Would you not agree with that, Brian, to a certain degree? 100%. 100%. Without confidence, it's so hard to score. Um, but yet, most of the players, it, 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 it's funny because last night I was watching Washington Calgary and their fourth line got a goal. And I immediately said, well, there's a good sign. Now, their fourth line does score more than probably most other ones. They've got a real complete team. But uh, it's such a boost for winning when your fourth line gets a goal. Third line, they've got to contribute. When you're not getting that production, it's just too much on your star players. I don't care who they are. This is not basketball where they have the ball 50% of the time or they're on the ice, in theory, 90% of the time. It's a different game, and you need those contributions for other people. Or it, you know, Your chances for success go down significantly. The big difference this year right, for the Oilers is Maybe that looks similar to last year, but the big difference this year is they've proven they can defend more. Way better. Or better. Yeah. Way better than they did last year. And if you really, for all the analytics freaks out there, it's more valuable to defend more in terms of acquiring points than it is to score more. And why do I say that? Just look at Toronto. They're like second in the league in scoring, and they're a game above 500. Look at Boston. They were 22nd entering that game last night in goals four, and yet they only had one loss. Big difference. We're joined so by Dave Tippett. Yeah, has figured that part out, Bob. Now they just got to figure out how they 
raise that scoring as well, then they'll really be on to something. Well, the, the, the goaltending tandem has been terrific as well. I mean, I was going to say last night, the one guy for me, like, you know, and Jack Michaels brought this up at the end of the start of the second period. Like, we were both glad to see Smith still in there down 3 nothing, because it's a sign to the players. We're not, if he pulls Smith in that situation, some guys might think, well, our goalie wasn't good enough. Screw that. You keep him in, and he's looking at the players going, you guys are part of the reason why we're here. You're a major part of the reason why we're down 3 nothing here. And Smith Smith gave them a, a pretty good start. I mean, he'd like to maybe have the third goal back, but he gave them a pretty good start. And uh, and that's been a reoccurring theme. The owners have gotten the stops. They've cut a bunch of goals and penalty killing. And it's you talked about goals for and goals against. Penalty killing and power play. It's way more important to have a really good penalty kill. And, it, you know, teams, teams can have good power plays and won't have success. Generally speaking, teams that have really good penalty killing do have success. Exactly the point, Bob. Exactly the point. And that's something that, you know, Kip is so good at a lot of different things, but, you know, one of them is just involving everybody in the team aspect. It's going to bug him that he's not getting that secondary scoring yet, but he won't stop on it. He's going to use his experience. Last night is a good example. He could easily bail everybody out, just yank Mike Smith, even though everybody will say it wasn't his fault. They still think that. As a player, you absolutely still, well, our guy didn't have it tonight or we would have won. Kip doesn't go with that. He leaves him in there, and everybody's accountable. Our orders now headliner. Good move. Yeah, our orders now headliner is Brian Lawton, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your training safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Off day today for the Edmonton Oilers. Brian, I, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. You played with one of my favorite players of all time. Guy Lafleur, when he came back to play for the New York Rangers, how unique and special was that for you personally? And I mean, he didn't—he hadn't played for three years, and suddenly he resurfaces with the Rangers in '88, '89. How good was he even then for a guy that hadn't been in the league the three previous seasons? I loved playing with Guy Lafleur, and I played with a lot of very famous players, uh, but none were more famous. And Guy Lafleur, I not only played with him on the Rangers, but I also ended up on the Nordiques when he was there. And he had the all-time funniest line I think I've ever heard in hockey. I was asking, I was asking him one day about Bataboom, the mascot for the Quebec Nordiques, and I was saying like, uh, "Hey, Guy, who is?" Marcelo Boo, and I just asked him something about Bad Boom. He said, Brian, you answered your own question. That's Bad Boom. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, he was just a great personality. <laughs> he, he was full of humor. He, he was this ter- tremendous talent. I didn't fight much, as you know, Bob, but I actually wanted to fight Marty McSorley one night because I felt like he was picking on Gee. And uh, everybody was like, what are you doing, Brian? Why are you trying to fight Marty? I'm like, he's picking on Gee. He doesn't even have equipment on, barely. What's he doing? I th- doesn't he know who he is? I think somebody hit LaFleur, and Dean Kennedy went after the guy on his own team in practice the next day because he liked Gee LaFleur so much. And the guy on his own team, I, I'm try- I thought it was a, a Buffalo guy. Uh, you also had Marcel Dion, the little beaver. And by the way, for speaking of Marcel, Marcel Obu, uh, whom Brian refers to, uh, is uh, the former owner of the Quebec Nordiques who sold the team to Colorado. 
And, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm just well, he, a joke he, that I found he, humorous. He, he uh, was once a, a member of the Canadian Olympic Committee. That's just it, no longer. He kind of had a tough go at the end there. But uh, anyhow, uh, you also, Marcel, like you guys had, was that just the Rangers back then? They had a bunch of older veterans because Marcel Dion was there as well at the same time. Uh, we had a great cast of guys. Tom Laidlaw, who's now on Survivor in America, for all you Survivor fans out there, was on that team, as was Ron Greshner, not Ron Duguay. I'm not that old for all the listeners. Please tell them that. And, um, and Ron, De- Ron Greshner, uh, he traded up. He, he, did better than, he did better than Ron Duguay, did he not? <laughs> you know what? Those were such strange times for me as a young athlete. I, I went over to Ron's house one night for dinner and Billy Joel showed up to, to sing songs on the piano. <laughs> it was a strange world back then. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, was it Carol Alt? Is that who Ron was married to for a number of years? It was Carol Alt and she did go to the Halloween party as a playboy bunny. That is whatever a, that's worth. <laughs> see, this is the sort of stuff you don't get everywhere else, Brian. This is awesome stuff. There's there, there's one more guy I want to ask you about, okay? Because he briefly played in Edmonton. This guy had all the physical tools, and actually, when he in a time and where you still had to fight, when he decided to fight, when he was actually into doing it, he was big enough and strong enough that he could surprise people. Michelle Petit. The guy was Michelle a bit. <laughs> he was a bit of a physical freak, wasn't he? He was. He was. I liked uh, Michelle. He broke my nose in Toronto once when he was playing there. He fell on me by accident. He was the nicest guy, and somehow I fell on the ice with my face down, and he fell on my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he was a great guy. He was a great guy. I uh, I can't remember if I asked him or Norm Lacombe. I said. Uh, you know, I can't understand Michelle that way. And he and he said, I said, can you understand him? You know, you speak French. He speaks. He said, I can't understand him any better in French than you can understand him in English, Brian. There we go. Uh, but he had <laughs> the guy had a, a lot of physical, like a lot of physical ability. And some people would suggest maybe the processor uh, was there. We're joined right now by Brian Lawton. Uh, Brian, just uh, a couple quick hitters around the league. It's funny. I talked to somebody from the uh, Avalanche uh, last night. He's like, Bob, we're not that good. You know, we're not 7-1-1. One, one. I'm like, I kind of think you guys might be that good, actually. <laughs> Nazem Kadri is a real good second-line center for that team. Everybody wants uh, Tyson uh, Jost. Uh, uh, it's a, it's an intriguing, I mean, bad news on Rant, and obviously uh, Jared Benner just saying today he's out uh, week to week. But pretty good hockey team, aren't they? really good hockey team and yeah it, it doesn't feel as good maybe today as it did yesterday afternoon as Ranton and his, everybody saw the injury it, it didn't look good uh, but these guys are more resilient than, than we give them credit for but as far as the construction of their team yeah it, it's tremendous uh, the fallacy is that you know it's, it's just kind of all come together quickly for the avalanche and, and that part is not true I mean, the core of their team is led by Landis Cog, McKinnon, Ranton, and we can keep going on and on in the car eventually. But, you know, that drafting process started in 2011 with Landis Cog second overall, McKinnon first and 13, Ranton in 
like 11th or 10th and 15th, and then McCarr, of course, in, in 17th and, and 4th, and then add Bowen Byron to that. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's been a long process is what I'm saying, but, boy, it looks really good now. Joe Sackett's doing a wonderful job pulling it all together, and uh, I personally do think they're one of the top three teams in the National Hockey League right now. So they may not be as good as maybe they think they are, but I think they are really good. It's funny. The person that I talked to is like, we're not that good. And I'm like, I think you're pretty good. Would not surprise me, Brian, if Colorado got in the mix for a left-shot defenseman. I know they've got uh, Byram coming. Uh, they got McCarr, but I think they'd like uh, uh, another another guy that can step in and play right now over the next couple of years here, just so they don't have to accelerate the process of Byram next year. Brian, as always, uh, great stuff. Uh, make sure you stay away from Michelle Petit and old-timers hockey, okay? <laughs> I absolutely will. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Lawton, who was general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, actually interviewed for the position. We had Bill Guerin on the show yesterday, interviewed for that position in Minnesota uh, from the state of hockey, number one overall pick, 1983 NHL entry draft, uh, now with the NHL uh, Network. It is 1250, and I'm going to read you a text so not everybody's... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. going to agree with, but that's the beauty of a show like this, is we can have a little bit of discourse in Oilers now when we come back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, we already did a uh, New York City trip with New West Travel, and I want to tell you that coming up this winter, you can do a winter getaway to sunny Florida, a package that includes great lower bowl game tickets against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Five nights hotel accommodation. Uh, we're going to do a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers Now winter getaway, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It's 1253 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. We just had our headliner, Brian Lawton, on the show for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. All right, Mr. Escott, I'm going to get to it right here for on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Here we go. Rob says, Bob, I've been hard on you and hard on your tone sometimes, but to be fair, your comments on politics were common sense and needed to be heard on a sports show. The patch is hurting, and you understand that. Thanks, Rob. Rob, team's called the Oilers. I'm an Albertan. You know what I mean? I'm going to kind of support businesses in this market, people in this market. And you know what? I, it, I, it amazes me, and it's, it's the beauty of freedom that 
in a democracy, you can go to places and maybe not like everything that's going on here. But I will say this. Like, we had a situation with the Oilers organizations about four or five years ago where an individual who was blatantly opposed to Daryl Cates pushing for the building less than a year later came to work for the company. And I was like, you know, you were vehemently opposed to it, and now you want to work in the organization. And, and, and the difference is there's no problem with being critical of the team's on-ice performance. But when you're challenging the opportunity on the business side, we're having a different conversation. And as it's turned out, I think most of you listening to the show would say, you know what? I'm glad Ice District ended up coming to fruition. Most of you listening to the show would say that right now. You know? Maybe there's even some of you that would admit, hey, I was vehemently opposed to it, and it's ended up working out, and they're going to get the majority of the money in the CRL back a lot sooner than they originally envisioned, so it's been pretty successful. All the while, you can criticize the coaching decisions, the management decisions, player performances, the performances of the broad, all that kind of stuff. That comes with the territory. But, you know, maybe if you were vehemently opposed to being a part of a new deal for a building downtown, maybe working for the Oilers might not have been right for you. And coming and working in this province, you don't have to love everything about the province, but don't hate the province. So I like the province. I like Albertans. I like people that have uh, put their nuts on the line and, uh, and invested and believed. So I might have a little bit of a bias when it comes to... And, and not everybody that comes here loves working here. Okay, that's okay. I might be uncomfortable working in a couple provinces in this country myself. You know, might not have the same philosophical approach. Anyhow, we're all entitled to our different political views on things. As to the hockey team, we have lots of text. Yeah, Brendan, I must say, I, I, I think I'm, most of the people that have responded on our Ashley Fine Floors text line aren't freaking out about the fact that the team's been shut out the last couple of games. They're, they're disappointed in the lack of production in the bottom six. I think we know there's going to be inevitable change coming. But I don't see, a, uh-oh, here we go again. And I think that that's because, and Brian, brought, Brian Lawton brought up a really good point. If they were given a ton of goals up and not get any production out of the bottom six, it'd be a concern. But they're not. I mean, think about this. The Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid does not have a point in the last three games, and the team still got three out of a possible six points. Do you think he's going to continue not scoring? So... Give me your rip. Are you getting that sense too, just from the text line that people aren't, uh, they're disappointed in the play of some guys, but not freaking out? Yeah, the sky's not falling yet. There's a bit of a smattering of that, as there always is. But uh, yeah, I think people have understood that this is, it's still a new regime, right? There was enough of a fresh start this offseason that they're still waiting to see how things go. And this is the first time that we've had a chance to see how they're going to respond to that kind of adversity. So they're taking it in stride on the text line, which is nice to see. All righty. Bob, uh, Brian Lott is a great guest. The show overall has great guests from Adam. We're going to hear from another one of them. Uh, David Staples, polarizing guest, joining us at 105 after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.